Welcome to the Exam Study Expert Podcast, helping you ace your exams at school and university through the psychology of high performance and the science of studying smarter, not harder. It's my pleasure to introduce your host, the Cambridge-trained memory psychologist and exam success coach, William Wadsworth. Hello and welcome to the Exam Study Experts podcast. Flashcards are pretty awesome, uh, we think, around here. It's not the only way to learn effectively, but it's certainly one of our favourites and it works brilliantly for a lot of the students and clients we work with. But should you be doing your flashcards old school, on paper, or is it better to use one of these newfangled digital flashcard tools like Quizlet, Anki, Brainscape, RemNote and the like? hereafter known as quiz apps. The short answer is that either route, doing it on paper or using a quiz app, can give you fabulous results. The longer answer is that different approaches will work better for different people, depending on your circumstances. So what's the best choice for you? Let's dive into the pros and cons today. So firstly, reasons to go digital. Most obvious, perhaps, they're portable. So it's really easy to carry all your flashcards, potentially thousands if you've got them, everywhere in your pocket uh, via your phone. You can only carry a limited stack of paper cards, you know, maybe a few hundred if you've got big pockets, um, but you can carry all your digital cards with you, uh, no matter how many you have. The ready-made card shortcut. So for most courses you'll come across, someone has already made a set of flashcards on a lot of the popular quiz apps. Now, all other things being equal, I generally say it's better to make your own flashcards. This is the so-called generative effect. Um, But if you're, that that basically means that if you make your own study materials, there's a slight benefit. Um, But if you're short on time, it is way better to pick up somebody else's cards and test yourself with them than it is to just spend all your time making your own cards and run out of time for the testing. If it's a choice between making your own cards, but not having time to test them, or using ready-made cards and have plenty of time for testing, I would go for the latter. Use ready-made cards and focus on the testing every time. Just be sure to check the quality. Anyone can upload their cards and they're not always good. (laughs) Gamification and reward. So some apps reward a correct card with a little animation or a sound effect, uh, or you can track your performance or engagement over time. These features are all designed to make the learning process more engaging, dare I even say more fun, uh, and so it's more pleasant to work on and you're more likely to stick with it. You can sit back and let the algorithm take the strain. So any decent quiz app comes preloaded with spaced learning algorithms, uh, which is a fancy way of saying they will give you more practice on the cards you keep getting wrong, less practice on the cards you get right. Uh, They're trying to sort of optimally space out your practice over time. So you keep getting uh, practice uh, with longer and longer time intervals as you start to uh, master each card. Now, I would say that these algorithms are not magic formulas. Uh, you know, no matter what you might read on the on the kind of uh, sales material for for the for the for the various quiz apps, particularly the the paid ones, will will try and you know convince you that they've got the the perfect learning algorithm and it's sort of magic. Um, that doesn't really exist. There's no perfect one size fits all recipe when it comes to spacing out your practice. And in fact, I think there's a problem here. So in particular. Uh, these spe- these setups, these learning algorithms, uh, are 
based on when sort of the app thinks it's the optimum time to show you a given card again. That's fine when you've got low numbers of cards and you can handle, you know, as much practice as the exa- as the app thinks you need to do each day. But when you start to get to the really high numbers of cards, when you've got hundreds, maybe even thousands of cards in your Anki bank, uh, you, you know, and you might log in on one day, uh, particularly, you know, maybe you've gone away for a few days, you've been to a you know friend's wedding or something, and, and you log in and it says you've got, you know, 858 cards that you're supposed to practice that day. Well, that's not going to happen. That's not realistic. And a lot of people get put off at that point and, you know, get stop using the app, uh, certainly stop using its recommendations for the learning algorithm. Uh, so there's a bit of a problem there. Um, and it basically means that you need to take the, uh, the algorithm with a little bit of a pinch of salt. One of the other benefits, though, is that you can do fancy formats. Uh, so some apps let you do fun stuff like uploading a picture or a diagram, uh, having you practicing labelling the different parts or fill in the blank style questions. Uh, the watch out here is that you don't spend so long making your cards that you run out of time to test yourself on them because it's the testing that matters. Uh, cards are easy to edit. As with anything in the digital world, it's a breeze to make edits and changes later if you need to. And finally, the advantage of not liking your handwriting. Uh, perhaps one of the more, more common reasons I hear for going digital. It's pretty hard to argue with. So lots of things to think about when it comes to going digital. Lots of advantages, but potentially some drawbacks too. Um, if you'd like more detail from us on how to get the most out of specific learning apps, do check out what we've got available for you inside our new uh, signature course, Total Memory Mastery, uh, which is exclusively available within the Study Smarter Network. So most of the courses we sell uh, are available standalone or inside the Study Smarter Network. Uh, For Total Memory Mastery, it's it's just for Study Smarter Network members. Uh, So if you're interested in checking that out, it's Study Smarter it's not study smarter at all. It's examstudyexpert.com forward slash network. Uh, that's examstudyexpert.com forward slash network. Uh, and I've just uploaded, uh, literally just now actually, a, a, a tutorial that my colleague, Dr. Alex Hibble, recorded uh, specifically for Anki. So if you're a user of Anki, check that out. It's it's about 40 minutes long, so it's pretty in-depth. Uh, and it goes through a lot of our kind of recommendations for how you get the most out of that tool, uh, how you overcome some of the drawbacks I was talking about, what we'd recommend instead, uh, as, as well as some of the other tips and tricks to watch out for and, and how to how you know, a few things to toggle in the settings and things like that for best results. Uh, we've got similar videos coming out very shortly as part of Total Memory Mastery uh, on all the other major learning apps as well. So uh, Quizlet, Brainscape, next on our list. So do have a look at that. Again, study smarter. Oh gosh, not study smarter at all. examstudyexpert.com forward slash network for the study smarter network. Uh, That's examstudyexpert.com forward slash network. Okay. So, so much for the quiz apps. What about going old school? What about doing your flashcards on paper? Well, one of the main reasons to do this is that you don't like your handwriting. I'll say that again. One of the reasons to do your flashcards on paper is because you don't like your handwriting. Now, that may seem like a pretty counterintuitive thing to say. Why on earth would I be suggesting do your flashcards on paper if you don't like your handwriting? Didn't I just say a moment ago that the fact that you don't like your handwriting might be one of the uh, you know more common reasons to go digital. Uh, so why am I saying it as the first reason to to do it on paper? That makes no sense. Well, there is an argument that if you find 
writing difficult. And particularly if you have a handwritten exam to take at the end of the process. You know, if you're taking an exam on the computer, like whatever, do whatever you want. But ultimately, if at the end of all of this, you have to, you're going to have to do some writing and you're going to have to handwrite your exam, why not get some practice of handwriting under your belt as part of making your flashcards? You're going to need to write those answers sooner or later. And so the earlier you get used to it, the better. This counts double if you're going to have to, um, for example, produce uh, sort of essays as part of which you might be, you know, writing out process flows or schematics or diagrams or something. So, uh, you know, particularly in um, subjects like science, uh, you know, I remember having to do this quite a bit in, in biology, you know, you might be writing an essay, and that's a combination of, you know, sentences and paragraphs, but also little diagrams to, to kind of illustrate your your understanding. Um by practicing your flashcards on paper, you get to practice, you know, not only writing, you know, the, the kind of key words out, uh, so you kind of get them under your pen, so to speak, but you also get practice uh, at, at the penmanship of just, just drawing out some of those diagrams. Uh, that's really valuable practice uh, and, and definitely a reason to go, uh, go down the paper route. The second thing I want to say was about the flexibility of the format uh, when you do paper flashcards. So I love the flexibility that you can lay out at the back of a flashcard however you want. Uh, so equations, figures, lists, diagrams, charts, little schematics. You can break a list up into subsections. You can like write the first letter of keywords in a different colour pen or highlight them to emphasise a mnemonic of some kind. Uh, all sorts of flexibility here. Though again, watch out for the trap of spending all your time making the cards because it's the testing bit that has the real benefit. When it comes to testing, um, I also love the fact that when uh, you're working with paper cards, you, you have a lot of flexibility to test them how you want. So quiz apps will often try and force you to practice in a random order. Um, but often uh, your cards, uh, your, your flashcards on a particular topic form some kind of story, some kind of logical order within each topic, uh, with later cards building on what the earlier cards have said. It's a lot easier to form associations and put that logical flow, that story together in your head, if you also practice testing the cards in the correct order rather than all jumbled up. When it comes to testing your cards, if you want to dog-ear the corner of cards to practice again at the end, no problem. If you want to flip back a couple of cards to that tricky one a moment ago and try it again right now, no problem. You want to start in the middle for once, no problem. All flexible, all very uh, you know easy to, to set yourself up to test them how you want, rather than uh, you know being pushed around by what the algorithm wants you to do. Now, again, some people might enjoy, uh, you know, the benefit of having an external algorithm that just tells them exactly what to do. Other people may find that a little bit, uh, you know, frustrating and may prefer the flexibility of being able to test the cards how they want to do them. And then finally, uh, in praise of paper flashcards, there's that, what I'm going to call that, that real world feel. <laughs> so maybe it's just me, but I think there's something about something kind of existing tangibly in the real world that you can touch and feel and hold in your hand uh, you know, that makes it more, e more real, easier to engage with, easier to learn from. If I ever have complex material to read, a complex academic paper, for example, I always print it out. I, I can't engage with complexity, uh, particularly over multiple pages, easily on screen. From my experience, not everybody feels this way. Some of my sort of younger clients and readers and listeners are more than happy doing anything they want on screen. Uh, for, for for sort of my generation, and, and you know, I'm, I'm I'm in my thir early 30s, uh, and, uh, and 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 people older, you know, I think that real world feel uh, is is something that speaks to to a lot of us. 
Plus, a little side note, as Chris Bailey points out in our recent episode on calm and productivity, that was episode 91, this, the, the benefit of sort of staying in the analogue world, as he puts it, so doing your flashcards on paper rather than on a screen, is a really good way to help you avoid all those pesky notifications and distractions and, and help keep your mind on the task in hand. So if you're success, susceptible to getting distracted uh, when, you're, when you're in the digital world on your phone or, or on, on the laptop, uh, that could be a strong argument to make your flashcards on paper instead. So what is popular with the with the students we work with? Well, of all, uh, all sorts of the different sort of clients we support with exam prep, perhaps the ones that we come across, you know, most often that have w- what I consider to be the, the biggest m- memory challenges are the advanced medics. So these aren't medical students at university. They're, they're medical professionals way beyond university training. So they're, they're doctors, surgeons, consultants, vets, uh, taking fiendishly tough specialism exams or board certification papers uh, so they can uh, you know, reach particularly advanced levels of their career to, to go on and be a consultant or, or whatever it is in their chosen specialist field. Um, it's definitely not always the case, but more often than not, uh, for those for those clients, some form of flashcards turns out to be the right fit, because you know these exams, they, they just the immense amount of knowledge and detail they're expected to know is is just insane. It's off the charts. Um, you know, even for for undergraduate medics, you know, you 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 would balk when you see the amount of learning that goes into these exams. It's it's nuts. Um, I'd say there's about a fifty fifty split uh, within these these sorts of uh, students that we work with on how they end up doing their flashcards in the end. So I think roughly 50% end up going paper, 50% end up going digital. And yes, with this, the volume of information that they're trying to learn, this typically means thousands of flashcards. Uh, I was talking to someone just a couple of days ago, they had 8,000 flashcards in their Anki deck. Um, So what's going to be right for you? Well, ultimately, uh, if you want to use uh, flashcards in your studies, uh, the choice is yours. I've laid out some of the benefits for flashcards on uh, on paper. I've laid out some of the benefits for doing your flashcards digitally through a quiz app. No one size fits all. Hopefully, the pros and cons I've been talking about today uh, have been helpful in making up your own mind about which is the right approach for you. But as always, if you'd like a little extra support in finding the right approach uh, when it comes to your own studying, be that how you go about doing your flashcards uh, or or any other aspects of your study technique, uh, it would be my pleasure to support you personally in saving time, learning faster and scoring higher. There are now two ways to seek out our support. Either the uh, traditional method, uh, which we've been, uh, which has been available for some time now, uh, of working one-on-one in live Zoom coaching sessions, uh, you can check out examstudyexpert.com forward slash coaching uh, for more on that option uh, and to schedule a consultation today. Alternatively, there's now the new option uh, where you can enjoy self-study access to all my best teaching, uh, along with some element of personalised guidance too, uh, on your challenges and questions, uh, which is delivered via text and voice note coaching, all as part of the Study Smarter Network, my signature exam success programme. You can learn more about the Study Smarter Network and sign up today at examstudyexpert.com forward slash network. That's examstudyexpert.com forward slash network. Or simply drop me an email. It's william at examstudyexpert.com to ask what might be the best fit for you in your particular circumstances. 
Whichever route you choose, our guidance is for everyone. Whether you're a school student, a university student, or a professional taking exams. Whether you're on track and just need a little bit of support to make the process that much more painless, or whether you feel very behind and feel like you've got a big gap to close. We've seen it all before. We're very good at what we do. Uh, Why not reach out to us today to see how we can help you study smarter and ace your exams this year? Thanks again for listening today and wishing you every success, as always, in your studies. If you've got exams coming up, you can now get all of William's favourite tips and tricks to save you time and get you higher grades, all in one handy cheat sheet. Grab your copy at examstudyexpert.com slash free tips. Thanks again for listening and see you soon.